Hi, this is Pinball Monkeys, and we do long-form improv comedy every month in Kuala Lumpur. But we want to bring even more funny content to even more people. So we're launching a weekly sketch comedy podcast exclusively on Patreon. Follow us for weekly half-hour episodes that sound kind of like this. Sapan untuk orang Melayu yang baru, honeymoon, yeah. Today, we will learn how to speak Malay. Kita hmm. ni ada amanah tanggungjawab sebagai zookeeper. Kurangkan kan gaji minima. Every new episode will always be available for free. However, if you support us on Patreon for as low as five ringgit a month, you get exclusive episodes, bonus content, discounts, merchandise, special shoutouts, and more. Come get silly with us. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/PinballMonkeys. Hello everyone, friends and foes, uh, heroes and villains Welcome back to the Mental Pecah Podcast with me, Muzaki Zainal And today, oh, I have a very special guest um, if you, you may have, you may know, you may, you may know him, you may have him on your socials. Um, he's, uh, uh one of the dudes who, uh, who is in the current gen of stand-up com, stand-up comedians. Um, his material very often comes from, uh, uh, the way he does it on stage. For me, when I see it, it's like, what, how, why is this? It's so left field. This guy is great. He's weird. Uh, but maybe not in the way you expect. Uh, we've known each other for a while, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Gajanad. Yo, Moose, what is up? Hey, man, what is up? Well, we're both in lockdown. That's what's up. So that's a thing. Uh you you've been holding up, okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh. I think the whole point of this lockdown is you got to keep yourself busy. Really? Because the moment like you start uh, loitering around, mm. like lazing around, that's when you oh, you may fall into limbo. You may <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> you get what I mean? Like you start going crazy and all that. Does yeah. that happen to so you? So far, it's been okay Did for me. Did that happen to you? Did you get lazy a little bit and, and get weird? Uh, not really though. Because for me, lazy means... Uh, I literally sit down and do nothing, like wasting time. Okay. So for those days that I really want to chill, I literally tell myself, okay, this whole day is going to be a movie day. Mm. And I just go watching the one full day, watch movies. That's not a, that's not a waste of time to me because <laughs> I intentionally said I'm going to watch movie. Okay. And then the following day, I do my work. Yeah. I do have one or two days which I think laced off, but I think that's fine. Uh, okay. You know? okay. Yeah. Right. okay, so a few things. Uh, listener, if you're not familiar with Gajin, Gajin Nad's work, uh, go find him on, I think the best uh, place would be, what would you say Instagram is the best place to look for your work? Uh, probably Facebook, uh, yeah. Facebook, okay, Facebook. So you go to Gajin Nad Comedian, right? Is that it? Uh, yeah, just Gajin.nat. Facebook.com, Gajin.nat, yeah. Yeah, Gajan.net. And you see he does this uh, 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 very regular show called What's Going On La, where he takes current news topics and then uh, talks about them. Uh, in he, he makes fun of it in a very particularly Gajan way. And then uh, he's also on Instagram, Gajan.net, um, on Twitter as well, Gajan.net. And you're, my, my view of you as a comic is that you are very, uh, industrious. You're very rigid and you're very, like, meticulous with your planning out of your stuff. Mm. Um, and, and when you, to- when you tell me that the way you relax is you plan a whole day of watching movies, I'm like, yo, that is, that sounds like you, man. Like, I got a plan to relax on Thursday, April 21st. <laughs> Sit down for an entire day of movies. Why do you why do you say that this is this day is not a a, a waste of time for you when you plan out a movie day? No, it's like uh, if you if you use the same analogy, it's like it's like saying uh, uh, having lunch is uh, is a waste of time. Well, it's not really because you you plan to eat. <laughs> you get what I mean, and it's for your sanity. <laughs> you need nutrients. So, I mean, I can't be working all the time. Man. I'll be honest. I need I need I need a laugh. I need to enjoy. For yeah, sure. So, so for me, if yeah, I yeah. say that, hey, you know what, I'm gonna. I've worked like the last three days. Let me just uh, spend one day watching movies. So I think that's not a waste of time. It's like uh, keeping myself sane. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's, that's good. Um, you you you're a, you're a big movie buff. I know that you watch a lot of movies. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, um, uh, I think I I think maybe you uh, are there stuff that you refuse to watch. Sorry, are there stuff that I refuse to watch? 
Yeah. Uh, basically, all the really slapstick movies are like the dumb movies. Like, if let's say there's a movie that really okay. defies physics and all that, I get really irritated. And especially if it comes from, <laughs> and especially if it comes from the Western world, because like God damn it, when, when oh. Indian movies do it, you guys like talk shit all of it, and then when <laughs> when a white person does it, oh, it's fine. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel jumping from one oh, highway really? to another highway. That's fine. You don't like watching this? No. Okay. Here's the thing, though. As a as someone who ah. watches movie, I think it's okay. But if I if I open up my comedy mind, then I think it's fun. So you get what I mean? It's two parts to it. So if I watch it as a comedy so, movie, also, then it's funny. But the the genre of the movie is not comedy. It's so bad as become oh, comedy. Oops. So yeah. <laughs> but you watch it, right? Because you're describing Vin Diesel. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course, you, I watch you're it. Yeah. About like Triple X. So you watch it, but it's not. So this is not something you refuse to watch. That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Like oh, oh. you say, you you uh, you. I I picture you as watching everything. Oh. Because I I uh, uh, so so is there something that you will not watch or you haven't seen or like you you cannot sit through the whole thing or what? I don't think so, man. Unless the movies, re- I have a wow. I have a problem with old movies. Because of the pace. You yeah, get what okay. I mean? Like, yeah. I understand that. I, yeah, I, I, I remember watching like Rambo. <laughs> now, nah, I watched Rambo when I was a kid. But I can't one. remember. No, I think yeah, it's the okay. second one where he was like a dipping into water. Okay, okay. He was tied up like Jesus yeah. and dipping into the water. <laughs> and I, I watched <laughs> okay. it a few years ago and I struggled to watch the whole movie, bro. Because <laughs> the pace was slow. The, every, the soundtrack wasn't there. And I get it. It's that era, right? But... Yeah, I I struggle yeah. a lot with old movies. That's one thing about me. Yeah, I I understand that. Yo, I was watching um a movie that I still kind of like, which is um Airplane. Yeah, you know that Leslie Nielsen movie. I um, heard of it, lah. You do. You've heard of it. Okay, it's on Netflix. Just check it out. It's like full of puns and wordplay and silliness. And it's funny when they hit the jokes, but they move so slow. I don't know why. Like, the, the establishing shot is long. Like, the, the, the soundtrack is like played a little too long. You're like, I get it. Okay, this is his problem. Let's solve the problem. Let's go do things. But sometimes the camera just stays a little too long. People talk a little too long. Old movies, man. I love them, but like, it's also hard to watch now. Like, have you tried recently rewatching Piram Lee? Because mm, no. it's, no. Do you watch, the, do you watch it a lot? Like, every Raya is like a, for my family, like, we, we, uh, the family will like watch, uh, Raya. I think, um, I think TV Satu also like would play Piramli during Raya. I don't know if you watch it or have you seen it? You've seen it, right? I mean, I've sure. seen, I've seen clips of it, lah, but I've not, I'll be honest with you, I've not watched like a full movie or what. Even like, uh, for whatever other language as well. Once it's black and white, it's so huh. hard for me to, I don't know why. Uh, it's something <laughs> with me. If, something with me, old movies, uh, bro. I don't know why. I don't have the, like, I think it's something it, got to do with my attention span as well. So, for sure. Do, do, how do you know that you, you have a short attention span? Attention span. You, you told, like, with, with, before we started the podcast, uh, we had a conversation and you said you were very surprised that podcasts are like becoming a big deal because you have a short attention span. But now you're also starting a podcast. Like, how do you know that you had a short attention span? Uh, because uh, a lot of movies when I watch, like on Netflix, sometimes I watch like 10 mm. minutes in, I say like, you know what? I got to skip, I got to pick a different movie. <laughs> so it happens to me that way. And then even like for YouTube videos, sometimes like while I'm watching, I'll just uh, hover my mouse yeah. through the timeline. <laughs> yeah. Just to see, okay, how, how many oh, minutes oh, uh, do I have? <laughs> All right. It's a three minute video. This a- There's no need to check the timeline. <laughs> is this something you always had or like you just figured out with, with like Netflix and YouTube or like when you were a kid, did you like, or were you always impatient? Uh, no, I think this, uh, this grew along with time because if you think hmm. about it, that uh, today we are like bombarded with a lot of things, man. Like, you get what I mean? Yeah, like, your yeah. phone can give you so much information. Uh, people have smart watches. Yeah. Your laptop can do all kinds of uh, crazy things. Unlike those days, uh, when you go to work, you're literally going to work. You get what I mean? There's no phone or anything like... Hmm. So, you're, you're more focused. And I think people uh, in a different era will have a longer attention span. Because they're doing less things right, but simultaneously. So you, yeah. So, you used... So you're saying you used to have a, a longer attention span. Is that it? Okay, I I generally have a short attention span, but if the content <laughs> is good, it's really uh it yeah. really hooks me up, then I will definitely you have my attention span, uh, yeah. 
Huh. Are you the kind of person who like will watch Netflix and also be on your phone? Um, I try not to because if I'm going to invest my time in but, Netflix, I... But normally, if I do that, there's a very high chance I'll switch that content soon. <laughs> those, are, those, are, those are the indicators, bro. <laughs> okay, indicator one. You, you, you're watching a movie and, uh, okay, I got to check my phone. That's one indicator. Yeah, yeah. Is there like several indicators you pay attention to? Like, uh, you, you, get, you start falling asleep or like, is there something? I don't know, man. Like, maybe know, biting toenails. No. I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> Wait, you used to bite your toenails? <laughs> no, I can't do that, bro. I'll probably break my kneecap. But when I was a kid, I can, bro. Yo, I is people think it's kind of gross, but I used to do that as well. Like when I was a kid, like when I was bored, not bored. Like I would because some because it's hard to get the clippers. The clippers uh, sometimes they can injure you, right? <laughs> but when you bite, like it's like it feels safer, you know. Like I remember biting. I used to bite my my. I would not bite my... I Did I bite my fingernails? No, I did not bite my fingernails because my fingernails are, are like, softer. But, like, the hard toenails, I would bite them. Mm. And I remember doing mm. this. Yeah, did you, is that why you would bite your toenails or were you just a disgusting kid? No, I guess it's did just... You, a did you go through, like, a... Addiction, bro. Like, I used to... <laughs> no, but toenails, I stopped it at... A, I only bite... A, I remember, like, a biting it when I was in primary school. After I stopped it. But uh, fingernails is something uh-huh. I still do until today. But right yeah. now, I've, I've oh, actually wow. reduced it a lot. So, when I was in high school, until uh, I would say high school until university, I, I'm i like yeah. a frequent uh, fingernail biter. Like, really addicted, wow. yeah. Do you know why... why Did you read up on why people do that? Like, I know people do it when they're nervous or like... They are, they have anxieties or what? I used to date. I used to date somebody who bites their fingernails, and that's how I know they're like they are distracted or like they they are anxious about something they're not talking about, mm. and they start biting their fingernails. Is that why? The thing about biting fingernails, I remember like reading up on this. Apparently, there are there are few mm. reasons to it. So, like what you say, anxious is one of it. But I was reading a uh, yeah another thing that uh, sometimes it you don't know why it started. You get what I mean? See, the thing about habit hmm. is if you just hmm. do something random a few times, it's, it might grow into a yeah. habit without you knowing why you did it. You get what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I don't know. It could be that. I don't think I'm addicted. I mean, I, I don't think I'm anxious because sometimes when I'm bored, right. I'm just biting my fingernails. So I I hmm. doubt I... Because like be, backstage, I, I don't bite my fingernails. I'm anxious. So yeah. my reason is uh, okay. probably a different reason, yeah. But I also read an article. Probably. Apparently, they said uh, this. My father told me about. My father said that. Uh, did you know that most ah. specialists uh, bite their fingernails? And I was like, okay, that's great for my career. Like Spe- <laughs> most specialists. Yeah, doctor specialists. Wait, what yeah. specialists? Oh, doctors. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? That doesn't mean anything. What does the article? What's the rest of the article say? Most specialists bite their fingernails, and that's the topic of it. I mean, what? No, what has your dad been reading? He, no, I, I highly doubt that's the headline. But he probably that's probably like <laughs> once one line of like an article, <laughs> and he told me, "I said, all right, okay. pa, I'm going to be better than you because my dad is a general practitioner. <laughs> I'm going to keep biting my fingernails." Oh, <laughs> your dad is a doctor. Mm, yeah. I did. I didn't know this. How come you never talk about this on stage, man? That would be. I feel like that would be something to talk about. Mm. If I was you. That's true. Huh? Yeah. But if I if I imagine having a doctor dad means they always have like the best drugs. Like when you have a problem, they'd be like, "Ah, don't need to go doctor. I have this, this, this from work," and you take it. Is that your dad? Hmm. Yeah. Really, your dad does that. What is that? Providing me drugs and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. Uh I mean, every doctor's family, they'll obviously have like a stash of uh, drugs in their personal homes. I think this is very common like, because <laughs> even like I'm not a doctor in my own room right now. Yeah. I have a stash of medicine yeah. because it sucks to get sore throat, yeah. bro. You imagine you're doing stand-up and you get yeah. sore throat, dude. That's the last oh, thing you yeah. ever want, bro. It's uh, very... Iri- you're right. It's not only pain, you know. It's irritating. So, mentally, it's really... It is. It's also okay. your... Mentally, it's also very negative. So, I hate it. So, I like to recover from fever and sore throat as quickly as possible. So, I do have my own stash. Right, so, just imagine a doctor's yeah, family. That, yeah. But that's because your dad is a doctor. I'm sure you consulted him when, when choosing which drugs to put in your, in, your, in your medicine cabinet, right? Yeah. But the good thing is my sisters yeah. and my brother know are doctors as well. And they live in the same condo mm-hmm. but in a different unit. 
So normally I'll just uh, right. give them a call uh, and just uh, tell them, hey, this uh, this medicine with uh, what do you call it with the fifteen letters like zerbexin, chlorophytomin, <laughs> what does it do? Yeah. And then she'll yeah, give yeah, me something okay. la, like what your acid, this that. All right, you just meant stomach ache. Thank you. Should have just said stomach ache. Uh, <laughs> Doctor should learn how to use layman's term, man. What what's up with all this? Uh, yeah, they went to school, lah. They went to school for eight years. Of course, they want to use all the smart words. Uh, if you go to school for for like twelve years, you just talk to somebody normally. That's that's that feels like a waste of schooling, right? Uh, well, not really. Of course, you, you got to ask yourself who you're talking to, lah. If you're speaking to another <laughs> doctor, then it makes sense, man. You're talking to a patient, then no can't give you this chloride bullshit, pethafine, all the uh, methamphetamine or whatever. Cock bullshit. I, I'm not interested. Layman stuff. <laughs> what pain do I have? And what do I need to take? Done. Alright. Yeah. Yo. So, yo. So your brother, your sister, and your dad are all doctors. Ah uh, yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I actually have three siblings. So there are six of us. Uh, that's mm. a okay. that's a doctor. He's still practicing. He has his own uh, private mm. clinic in Penang. Uh, okay. Mom is uh, more on the finance side. Because uh, she's Chinese. Okay. And after that, my elder yeah. brother... Wow. Because yeah, she's Chinese. <laughs> my elder brother works in Apple, but he's based in Macau. Yeah. Oh. So, Macau is safe, thank God. Because mm. if you read what happened to Hong Kong last year and even this year, so it's bad. Mm. Then, my Wait, elder sister... is Macau doing okay? Yeah, Macau is fine. Macau is an island like oh, okay, Hong good. Kong. So, yeah, thank God. Yeah. And my sister is a doctor. She she lives in the same area as me, uh, same condo, Sungai Besi. Then my brother-in-law, who's right. married to my sister, he's also a doctor. And then my okay. younger brother, he's a dentist. He's based in Penang. She's staying with my parents. Yeah. So, because your sister lives in your building. Yeah. And she's also a doctor, right? Yeah. So, does she have any like special things that she tells you to do because of the pandemic or like... Does, 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 do you get updates about that from her or what? Not really. I mean, she's not a frontliner. Uh, and a lot of this information, you can find it online, like from official uh, medical sites. So, yeah, it's pretty but standard. You can, find, you, can find, you can find like flat earther information online as well, you know? So, how, if you have a sister who's actually in the medical field, at least she can corroborate some stuff and let you know some things. Uh, you, she doesn't like drop into the group, group chat and tell everybody what's what. Uh, not really though, because to me, I think that uh, the person who will do that is probably someone who's doing research, maybe like a scientist or maybe a, a doctor who's uh, working with scientists to to study, I don't know, human behavior or perhaps uh, the mutation of the virus, things like that. She's just a regular doctor, not even a frontliner. <laughs> okay. So, it's uh, pretty standard, wow. like, all this wash hands, social distancing. Yeah, so she doesn't, uh, she okay. doesn't say much. Yeah. The way you say it, she's not even a frontliner. Like she's, <laughs> like yeah, she's a doctor, but she's not even a frontliner. Your tone is like you don't even respect her job. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she's a doctor, but she's, it's not like she's sacrificing her life. Whatever, she's a few floors above me, so she can shut up, lah. I can find information online. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you have to be humble, bro. So I have to bring her down a bit. That that's when you can see her true self, yeah. You're, okay, you so very casually said uh, your mom is in finance because she's Chinese. You know the observation I make with you and your yeah, and your comedy. It's always very difficult for me to know whether or not you're actually being racist when you do your race based jokes, hmm. or whether or not you you're using it just for jokes. Because the way you do it, right? There is um, there's a way where you sort of uh, confirm that the stereotypes are there. Instead of pointing out that the stereotypes are so absurd that they shouldn't exist, do you get what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So do so. So my question, I guess, is you, Gajin, as a Chindian guy with a dad who's Indian and a mother who's mm. Chinese, what is your view on on doing racist jokes online? Do you do it or like do you not do it? Do you pay attention to to how to make it so that people don't laugh because they agree with racism? Yeah. What is your What is your take on this? Okay, the first thing is when I write these jokes, uh, the first thing that is in my mind is actually diversity. There is, a, I know it seems like a marketing line, oh, racism, you switch it, diversity. It's actually, it's actually the point of view. And I, this is what I tell to my clients as well. You know, like I said, uh, okay. when I write these jokes, uh, different people have different uh, uh, definition. You get what I mean? Like for you, success could be something else. You know? For me, success could be something else. So it's the same thing okay. as like racism, right? To me, I think racism is 
when you write a joke you literally want to put down that race mm. and you literally have the thoughts in your mind to ah i'm I, i have this anger i want to put down this race and then you go up on stage and you mm. literally put down that race no laughter which yeah. which unites people and then you only talk about one particular race and then after that gig you still mm. keep doing that without uh without even changing your bit or things like that doesn't work out ah that if you ask me that is racism but when i go up mm. on stage and i tell this and that like a different races and all that uh to me is because i start off with me coming from mixed parentage and every time whenever i do the chindian stuff after the show after shows people from mixed parentage will actually come up to me and say hey hi gajan like i i get your confusion and all that uh, i'm malay and thai and it's nice to see people mm. say they are mixers cuz uh, they <laughs> are very happy because they see it as inclusion you get what okay. i mean when i'm on stage talking about it it's inclusion i'm talking mm. about them on stage rather than making fun of them so if you ask me at the end of the day it's all point of view that's uh, that's one thing hmm. uh and then number mm. two is uh, of course like my like uh, my recent two shows the the one hour trials i did i didn't do anything on uh, chindians because for me i'm going to leave that bit i only do that like for say corporate shows or let's say if it's a show where i see a lot of malaysians and i roughly see they you know what they want to hear some local stuff then i'll do it yeah but moving on i've actually mm. moved away from that cuz i think i've already passed that you know that face i think people already know like, mm. just tell us the other part of yourself so that's that's the story lah right. right yeah it's not really so much on racism but it's more on like the diversity part because i'll give you an example right uh, a client literally okay, asked me say the hey gajan do you do any mm. racist joke they say no lah it's only diversity jokes they say ah okay it's fine And then the when the, the event started okay by the way this was a product yeah. launch of a okay. of a skincare of a skincare product right okay. and she right. went up on stage and she was like okay ladies and gentlemen are we all ready to be white that was a opening line <laughs> and i was a whoa <laughs> wait and uh, so the so the skin product is supposed to whiten the skin yeah it? i know but i mean are we oh, ready to be wow. white like what the heck like Now you see here's the thing. See here's the thing though. You yeah. laugh because you know, yeah. right? Because you you yeah. know the global stuff and all that. But uh, see to a lot of people who are there, there are two reasons to do this thing mm. why uh, it didn't blow off. Uh number mm. one, the reference here may not be as strong as say compared to US or UK. You get what I mean? Like some people here you, they you, use you that. You mean you mean the, the 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 idea that people discriminate by the color of their skin is not something that is aware that is that is like the part of the collective wisdom in Malaysia. Is that what you mean? Uh maybe no at a lower level than that. Uh I'm literally talking about white. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, go on. I'll give you an example like some people they use the N word here and they think it's okay yeah. because the reference here is not strong. You get what I mean? The 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 meaning here. Then I tell people, hey, dude, okay, that's a bit okay. offensive. Yeah. yeah, like even my friend mm. uh, who's a lawyer, his manager used a n-word during a meeting, and no one better than him. Wow! Because the reference is not. But ah. if you use, like, say, the k-word to call Indians, then it's gonna okay. it's gonna spark something because the reference here is strong. You see, so that's yeah, point okay. number one. Right, okay. Right. Point right. number two, okay. I realized so, in comedy, yeah, okay. is right. A lot of people, uh, hmm. they they think that oh. Making fun of something is negative, and I and I start to study why hmm. people think that way, and it's because okay. we are brought up since young to not make fun of things because apparently it's negative. But well, scientifically hmm. it's not because your intention is to create laughter. Wow, scientifically, yeah. No, seriously, ah, because like you see, when kids they make fun of things, they literally want to have fun. They don't want to put down someone else. Yeah. They want to have fun. They want to they want to play. Yeah. That's what kids want to do. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. kids uh, parents yeah. will come and say, "Hey, don't make fun of this. Don't do this. Don't do that." So now it's become like embedded mm. in our minds, "Oh, don't make fun of" is negative. So if you say something <sighs> serious that is sensitive, mm. it's fine because you're not making fun. Mm. You get what uh, I mean? That's why man, that's why uh, people get I, get away okay. with it. I don't know. That's what I feel at this. Um there's Okay, there's like a few points you made, and then you renumber your points into one and two. I feel like there's four things I want to get get into. But mm. before we even get to all those four, I want just want to quickly go to that lady who said, "Are you ready to be white?" Yeah. Did you say anything else after that when you got on stage? Did you make reference to it? Uh, yes, I did, but not specifically to her. This is another thing I also brought <laughs> okay, up. What did you say? Okay, you which say? is also related yeah. to racism, by the way, uh, which is weird coming from okay. uh, the. I mean the fact that they asked me not to say anything that's got racial yeah. stuff. So I said, 
hey look yeah. you guys are doing yeah, uh, you guys are doing the skincare products and they invited a couple of influencers to test the skincare mm. product and 80% mm. of these influencers are bloody fair like mm. white white okay okay not white white okay. but they are fair okay yeah and i'm like if mm. you are going to promote a product that increases yeah. the brightness of your skin in layman's term yeah. shouldn't you get more brown mm. people am i not the right <laughs> am i not am i not the right specimen <laughs> Like the only thing yeah, that's brown yeah. at that time was like narcos. I was like, "Hey, look, this is a face for narcos." But if you give me that product, and if I get fairer, dude, I'll be a good testimonial. Eh? But they're getting fair people to look fairer. And the first line was, "Are we ready to be white?" Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Okay, what was the groom's reaction to it when she said that? Nothing. It just went off people's Nothing. mind. They yeah. all, they all, they were all quiet. Yeah. Like, mm, yes. Because, I'm like ready. I said, because she's not making fun, so apparently it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's four points you 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 made you the first one that you, you made early on, which was you saying that um, uh, jokes about race. Some people do it to because they're angry and they want to uh, put people down. But sometimes these people, when they do it with that intention, because because you don't get to see a person's intention when they make a joke, right? So a person can do a joke, and the room can laugh. And and uh, people are laughing together, but they can also laugh together while putting someone down, putting a particular race down. I've heard that happen. Uh, like whenever we do, I don't know if you have a joke uh, about Cantonese people, but I have a few. And when I do it, everybody laughs, and nobody is laughing because they are friends with somebody from Kelantan. They're laughing because they're kind of making fun of the idea that Kelantanese people are always backwards and they're always too overly religious. And that's not actually a fully healthy thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, those, yeah. So that's also like what. Well, while Kelantanese people are not a race, I know, but uh, that laughter you can get that from making uh, racist jokes. And I think when you do that, um, there is sort of like this weird space where some of the audience members can feel not comfortable with it, even though the whole room is laughing. And I think this has to do with um, with the dynamics of a room in, in stand-up. Like when you do stand-up just for that room, hmm. you know it's for the room. You can laugh at whatever you want to laugh at, really. At the worst, ugliest things you're not supposed to laugh at. Yeah. But because it's doing in the room in a room with the context of the room, yeah. it's all really okay. After the show happens, you shake hands. Shake, you shake hands with everybody. You know nobody's really being racist, and that's fine because yeah. you're in a comedy room. Enjoy comedy, relax about it. Um, so I don't quite. Um, um, uh, I don't quite. I think agree with the idea that jokes featuring racism can be a way to to uh, sort of. Up to sort of change our idea that racism is okay because a, li- a line that every comedian sort of uses mm-hmm. or at least has in their heads is the idea that Malaysians are very casual about racism. We are all very racist to each other and that's that's fine. But it's not fine actually. And me for my part, I I, I don't... Racist jokes don't sit well with me when I do them on stage. Mm-hmm. I do them because I want to get the room yep, to yep. like me. But... But I don't want that myself to my 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 shit to be known as as uh, putting racist jokes like that, guys. I don't think it helps. I almost never. I don't think I ever actually do hmm. uh, uh, jokes featuring racism uh, online because I know that can be taken out of context and then blah 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 blah. So my view is I don't think it helps. Hmm. And for you, when you say you don't do it, like your second point, which was you say you don't do it because you move on from that. Hmm. And because your assumption is that people are now, people understand already that you are who you are. They want to hear some new stuff. And that's more of you being done with uh, your race uh, your race jokes. And I know it's good that when you as a mixed comedian perform on stage and joke about yourself, other race mixed people come after, after the show and say, thank you for mm. including me. That's good. That's fully a good thing. But what about people who are not, who didn't come to you and who, who are now thinking, yeah, mixed race people, I knew it. Chinese people only care about money. Uh, Indian people are always drunk. I knew it, I knew it. I, uh, this guy was laughing about it. He knows. I laugh, I agree. And then I carry my bias with me and then nothing changes to them for the positive. Do you think about that? Or like... So that's, you know? uh, that's a good point that you brought up. But uh, I yeah. guess it's a bit... Uh, this part, it comes a bit subjective, you see. So... To me, mm. the, the beautiful thing about uh, the laughter, right? When someone laughs, 
it's a positive emotion. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the content is, a positive yeah. emotion. And what happens after that is law yeah. attraction will kick in. When law attraction mm. kicks in, what? you are going to attract positive stuff. You will think positive. Uh, your your next day becomes more productive. If you just look at the vibe uh. of the audience who <laughs> after they finish a the show, just look at them. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. scene, bro. To see people of different gender, different backgrounds, just looking at each other, and sometimes they'll even acknowledge each other as they're going down, like, "Hey, you, you walk down first and all that." And it's a nice vibe, and uh, laughter mm-hmm. does promote unity and diversity. Now, on the point where mm. that's one way to look at it, but I'm not saying it's also yeah, correct okay, because yeah. I'll be honest with you, I also feel a bit uncomfortable when I'm doing certain uh, right. uh, racial stuff and all that. Yeah, I yeah. think in my first few years, you know, I think because I was a rookie and all that, I get it. Then later on, I, mm. I probably polished the joke and now I want to move away from it, right? That's one. But mm. another thing to look at it is also, uh, I was watching uh, Sim and uh, Pete Johansson talking on uh, yeah. on Facebook and uh, Pete brought a good point that Malaysia mm. is like, a, which I also agree, by the way. He said Malaysia is like America, where America was like 50 years ago. The, the jokes and oh. all that, you know, like, uh, like you said, like Richard Pryor going up there uh, doing ra- uh, jokes on racism and all that. And I, yeah. I, I, and then he also mentioned another person. Uh, I think Fox, uh, Red Fox or something. Like that. So I started watching yeah, all yeah, these Red clips, Fox. and mm-hmm. I realized uh, it, it, it is a similar era, right? Like uh, what do you call that? Like mm. uh, they are talking because uh, they probably have been uh, say uh, sidelined, I would say, or maybe they come across uh, some daily uh, incidents. Yo, that, uh, racism in the fifties of, of America was was bad. Was, was, was a lot worse in a lot of ways than it is now. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, not 50s, but like 50 years ago. So maybe like uh, 70s, la, 70s, 80s, like that. I don't know. Mm, la, okay. But but yeah, I, I get it. So if you ask me, uh, I think like Malaysia, Malaysia and Singapore, there's two places uh, where international comics ca- come here and then they see, oh, people doing, uh, what's that, jokes on race. I guess it's, uh, mm. it's, a, it's a starting point because like if you think about ah, it like uh, okay. when, we in, when I was in school I'll be honest with you if there's one race that I got made mm. fun of a lot it's Indians bro <laughs> I get all these bullshit yeah, man, jokes I'm like bad. I get all this bullshit hey Gajan uh, you come into this room huh? then after off the line hey Gajan where are you <laughs> this guy <kind of> bullshit <laughs> <laughs> oh Gajan you are here you see I bring you back from the darkness like <sighs> this guy <laughs> Wow. So this guy thinks and these, so. And these were your parents. Your parents did this. No, no, no. My parents, uh, they, they forgot my name, bro. They did, can't, can't even remember my name. <laughs> They'll call me my elder brother's name. They say, uh, Sadhguru, can you come here? And say, Pa, that's not my name. What are you doing with your life? Like, uh, yeah. wow. But okay. I guess, uh, I think mm. it's because when you, when you grow up like that, and sometimes you just want mm. uh, not to, say, not to say revenge or what, but you take it as a joke. <laughs> Okay. I guess it's a good starting point. It's a way point. to process. It's, it, a, it's, it's, it's a way to process your your what happened to you. Yeah, but right? in a positive way. I know it may sound like it, but in a positive mm. way, you're going out and say, "Hey, you know, I'm just here to. I, I'm enjoying. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't go crazy. I don't go mental about it." Because I'll be honest with mm. you, right? Like, uh, I know some people who I, okay. I recently performed for an organization that talks about human rights and all that. And when I went up yeah. there and did. Like the the stuff that I go through, like, like people they mistaken me for a Bangladeshi and all that. After that, the cl- the client apologized yeah. to me. Say I'm so sorry. You have to go through this. Society is getting better. Don't worry, Gajan. I was like, uh, relax, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> These are all jokes to me. It's fine. I'm doing well. I'm but doing but well, that's right? a good. But that's a good uh, good reaction for the person to have. Not not necessarily to to apologize to you like they did something, but like they that they felt like affected positively. You know what I mean? Like as in, oh yeah, maybe they they realized that they maybe have done that themselves, or like imagine the people who heard it felt that way and didn't come to you. Mm. You know. That's also that's also other people who you can affect positively in that way. Yeah. 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 Sorry, go yeah. On. But so I do agree with you. I think yeah. the, I think for a starting point for like uh, countries that's that are very new to stand up and it's growing, I think it's fine because we mm. live in a very diversified uh, community. But I think later on, if this cu- if the country wants to mm. mature, and the comics want to really go abroad, then uh, they need to do. They really need to up their game like even like for me my yeah like i said my last two one hour trials i didn't do anything chindian i just wanted to try the international stuff like yeah right yo that's a that's a good point that you you made there because 
I was thinking like because because I'm uncomfortable with talking about racism, even though I see it and sometimes I experience yeah. it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that for the audience listening or like for the audience who come that they don't want to okay like the the function of of doing racist jokes is is uh partly yeah we acknowledge that it exists so how you feel about it you you determine yourself lah i'm just here to make you laugh right yeah so but now if you realize oh yeah oh i didn't know this happened to you that's that's in real life that's so that's so bad that's not fair on uh for for that to happen to you mm. now i get to decide to be a better person or not and if we do more of those types of jokes where where we show how absurd the idea of racism is then hopefully the 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 audience and the country can move forward and like become more progressive the more we do these kind of jokes mm. i'm now like i do know that some racist jokes i can't make you know what i mean mm. like if you are you're you're chindian so you can make your chinese and indian jokes and mixed race jokes perfect mm. i can't do that because i don't own the experience but i can do malay people jokes and i can do you know malay versus singapore jokes mm. and looking like a chinese person jokes and these things hopefully can bring the public conversation into the edge and like have people maybe consider themselves and change their behavior and yeah okay because because you're right when you, when when you said that um we were what uh the US used to be decades ago hmm. that means like that means um it is kind of important that we that comedy be one of the tools to speak truth to everybody mm. like we all may know that racism is out there but if you don't talk about it you can't do anything about it you know that's true yeah and one of the best uh, yeah one of the best ways to bring a subject to light is through comedy mm. so that's kind of important like uh, the, the stuff the jokes that I kind of really want to make I really need to find the audience to listen to to, to it because like I want to I want to joke so bad about royalty and about about uh, uh, the way that religion is being used in the government, mm. and that's a position that I can take. I can I can do these jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah you understand why you can't really do it, mm. <laughs> but I can. Mm-hmm. So, but the audience may not be ready to listen to this. But it's also important that I keep working on these jokes and figuring out how to deliver it to people. Mm. So okay, yeah, this is a good this is a good thing that I didn't consider. Like maybe I shouldn't simply stop doing racist jokes because because I feel bad. I should also think about a way ways to bring this subject to light with humor because I have those skill set and I can bring it forward. Okay, cool. This is fun. Um uh one thing though, I'm just paying attention to what you said with the law of attraction thing and I know you go to Tim Robbins' stuff and I'm like this is why I mean we're friends, Gajin. I mean we're we're cool. We hang out well, we don't really hang out, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we, hang out we, to we don't really hang out, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know we don't hang out. You're talking as though like we live together and all that. I don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> I don't even like play online games with you, but I do. We go to shows together. Yeah, we do yeah, shows yeah. together, and after shows, hmm. after shows, we hang out, and we go to each other's shows. Um, but the, one of the reasons is because, man. Your your thing the the thing about you that I find weird that it is like not my thing at all is your 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 self help thing with Tim Robbins and the law of attraction thing. Hmm. You understand why I think that is like some weird magical thinking, right? Like, it's not a real thing. This is I'm coming from a skeptic point of view. This law of attraction thing. Come on, man. How I thought you're a man of engineering and science. No, you, I, you I'm, used to be. I, well, I'm saying that based on like an actual scenario, sir. When you consume oh positive God. stuff, you will only think positive stuff. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I do. I'm not sure about that. I feel like people are more than than the media they consume, and they're mm. more than what hap- what happens to them. There's a, there's this thing called okay, so the nature versus nurture thing. I think people are like really half half, and sometimes you really cannot fight your own nature. Mm. So as much as you want to consume positive stuff, if you have like the bloodline of a supervillain, you're gonna. You're gonna have some weird tendencies, and I don't know about this law of attraction shit. It's very weird to me. I'm highly skeptical, man. I don't know. To me, I believe like because the 
energy is so important like if i surround you with like violent people eventually you are going to be a violent person bro okay yeah you're right about that but like um i do okay and i also like uh, really pay attention to who i hang out with and who i keep around yeah, like stop hanging out with Harish, bro yeah. that's the reason why you're broke you know i never hang out with Harish, right and i and don't want to just what no, well, i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's yeah, a double bro I don't want to disclose uh, my financial situation, uh, but I for sure am not broke. I'm just very conservative right now because of the lockdown. Um, I, I don't want to spend a lot of money on things. Um, um, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I do for sure uh, take care of who I keep in my circle. Mm-hmm. But like that does that doesn't mean I'm always going to consume positive stuff. Sometimes I choose to consume things that are difficult for me to understand and accept, just so I can like yeah. get to the edges of my thinking. Mm. Yeah. So like your Tim Robbins does. Wait, you went to the Tim Robbins thing, right? Was that good? I don't know. Okay, man. wait. Uh, uh, there's something I need to clear with you. The law of attraction thing uh-huh, has nothing go to do with Tony Robbins, by the way. Oh my it's god. It's just things that I read online oh and all god. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, right, okay. So, yeah, Tony yeah. Robbins, if you ask me, okay, for me, personally, if you want my real opinion is I, it didn't really change me and I think the reason for that is because <laughs> I didn't really have a, you know, I had this, ju- I don't know whether you heard of it, I don't have a rock bottom mm. issue. I don't have like a, <sighs> you know, people, people who went there, they, they probably had the companies God. that went bankrupt, they probably went through divorce and mm. all that. I'm like, dude, I'm like here having issues with time, bro. <laughs> Time management. What the what the heck am I going to do with time management? Really? The, so, because you see the thing about these uh, trainers, right? What mm. they will do is they yeah. will they will they will say, hey, you know, what? be transparent on your pain. Okay, what is your biggest pain? And people will say, I, I was by the roadside. I had a few bucks. I I went through abuse and all. This are all painful stuff. And then he'll ask people to let mm. it out. And what these trainers will do, they'll transform into fuel to actually hit your next goal, your next why. Oh and I make God. I understand okay. that, right? So if you think about it, okay. my pain is what? Right. Like uh, uh, low productivity, really? What fuel is that going to work? Like round 92. <laughs> yeah, people are getting round 100, I'm getting round 92. Where am I going to go? Like, So that's that's one of the oh reasons why God. it didn't really punch me. I wanted it, I, want a, I wanted a mm. kick. You get what I mean? I don't have a... You wanted a different story. Yeah. No, no I wanted a different mm. story. I don't have any of those big issues... Do you think you need to be to have bad issues though to be to be a successful person? That's not necessary. I no no. That's not what I said. I mean, what I said is I think uh, that that cause would have been uh, would have changed me more if I think I had bigger issues. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That particular cause. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. The the other thing, the other reason that like I guess we don't hang out a lot is because I love playing. Like I like. Uh, doing improv I like making little nonsense things mm. and I do like just having a lot of fun yeah and as much as much as, much as I like hanging out with you after, sh- after shows you don't seem like a fun dude is that weird to say mm. like like you, you even when you're watching movies you're like I gotta dedicate one day of my life to watching movies mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so you, I, you're like very uptight man and I'm I kind of worry about that for you sometimes like Backstage, when you're, uh, I see you uh, before shows. You would recite your set to yourself a lot. Mm. You do this. You would, you would pace. You would like not talk to people and like recite your 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 set to yourself. Uh, I think verbatim. But even though I think your best, like uh, your your best comedy powers is when you riff. So like, it's I don't know, man. I just feel like. I love your stuff. I still do. It's just, it's just part of the reason why we don't hang out is because of the 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 slight mechanical robotness that you have. I don't know if you know that about yourself. Are you aware of that? That I'm structured. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you don't, and you're like you're fine with it. Yeah, I guess I'm fine with it. Well, uh, here's the thing, though. The, since I would say last mm. year, uh, I'm trying to morph yeah. myself to be a to be like a semi. I have like a structure, but at the same at the same time, I want to I want it to be uh, more natural on stage. So since mm. last year, I've been making that change, uh, and some people have seen it. Oh, okay, you're trying to be a bit more flexible on stage. So I'm trying to have this balance. Uh, yeah, yeah, to be less structured, and but still have the structure there just in case. But at the same time, uh, have some improv. 
stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when I, when I said that to you, uh, uh, to, to, like we were talking about it and like you were going, yeah, yeah. And then you, you wrote it down in your book and I'm like, and now like knowing you as long as I've known you, now I'm like, wait a minute, it's going to be very hard for you because this is how you naturally speak. You are very structured, like naturally. Like you have a particular haircut, you know, you have a particular, I don't know, call it shirt that you wear. <laughs> and then you have your nano coating and, you know, your whole deal. It's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really ranting. I'm just, I wonder what you think of me because you, I must seem like a mess. No, like, bro, I'm not a hipster, bro. I'm That's not, the only uh, reason why, bro. <laughs> You you dress what? up like one, you talk like one. That's right, bro. Hipsters don't have structure, bro. What, I'm a hipster. <laughs> that's a back lane. That's a graffiti. Let's take a picture. <laughs> that wait. <laughs> Some graffiti's look good, and I take pictures of the graffiti. I'm not. I'm not in the picture. Uh, I, don't I don't. I've never been accused of being a hipster, man. You're talking about Prakash or like Shashik. I don't know. You. Uh, I, I, you look like one though. Re- okay, I guess Gajan thinks I'm a hipster, which means, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's, it's like a robot thinks gas is fuel. I don't know about that. Do you, th- yo, do you, g- <laughs> do you, do you, um, uh, the, the whole rigid and structure thing, is this something you've always lived with? Like, were you always the straight A student growing up or what? Does, does like, do you put all your hobbies into an Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> How, like, <laughs> Uh, just, I would yeah, say okay I would say it's because of uh, my work because I mm. I only worked as I only had one job my whole life I mean like a corporate job which is an IT oh, consultant really yeah okay so when I was working mm. at Accenture I mean it's a big American firm and uh, it's very structured lah. you know they, at the same time they they, yeah. they had, I mean it's where I actually learned how to tabulate things you know come up with a plan and all that and when I started working yeah. I had this rule where whatever I learned in work i'm going to try to apply it in comedy and whatever i learn in comedy i'm going to try to apply it in work so ah, that uh, so that okay. there's alignment uh. to me if there's misalignment then uh, you won't you won't be at your best you get i mean it's the same as being mm. on stage you know if you're not yourself i don't know mm. i feel that there's something missing you, you get what i mean that's what i feel so it's the same thing as work and comedy so i wanted it to flow to each other so i'll give yeah. you an example of what i applied like like whatever you said <laughs> oh the excel God. stuff is whatever I apply to comedy. Yeah. All the finance that I learned, <laughs> yeah, I apply okay. to comedy. And uh, at least it, mm. I, it, it uh, what do you call that? It, uh, mm. it helps me on the risk management. People ask me how many shows I've done. I know the ex- exact number. I know for which client. I have it all on Excel sheet. So it's very structured. And then what I learned in comedy, yeah. I apply to work is, like in comedy, I know the, the first 10% is how people judge you. The last 10% is how people remember yeah. you. And that's what yeah. I apply to my presentations. Now, the first 10%, percent i got to mm. keep it high energy. Get everyone down. Hmm. These are the points we're going to go through. Last 10%, a summary, hmm. bullet points. What have we covered today? Bam, bam, bam. So, yeah. this is how I make it. Because uh, whenever I say this, people say, hey, comedy is not related to work. What? And to me, I think everything is related to... A- any- anything is related to everything. Just depending how creative you are. I agree with that. Yeah. So, if you haven't connected two dots, regardless of how far the industry is, it's just lack of creativity. It's not because of they are not related. That's what I always tell people. Uh. Mm. So, uh, that's where I got the structured thing. But uh, over the years in comedy, I'm slowly moving towards the, uh, the more of the improv side. Uh. For example, like 2015 <laughs> was actually the first year I hosted a show. My first three years in comedy, mm. I was so scared to host a show. It was this big Why, fear. Eh? I, uh, talking to an audience. I was ha- I had oh, this yeah, fear. Oh, yeah, because you're very structured. Yeah, because when you're talking yeah. to audience, you don't know what they're going to so say. So, my, mm. uh, sh- uh, my first host was actually for one mic stand at PJ Life Arts. Mm. At that time, mm. uh, at that time, Kavin and Rizal, they had this, uh, they had this uh, phase where they actually let uh, other people host the show, even though they are the host of the show. So, for a few mm-hmm. months, for example, like this month will be uh, Gajan Nath. Next one will be Prakash, Brian, Kiran. Yeah. yeah. So, I... I, that was my first hosting show and I was so happy with talking to the crowd and all that. I had it on recording and it became quite natural and I said, hey, you know what? It's it's in the mindset, man. Like, why am I, why am I, what's that telling myself that I'm scared when actually it's fun talking to the crowd? So, since oh, yeah. then I started to, 
I started to open up a bit. But even then, I would still say I was still mm. structured until like I would r- roughly say like uh, last year. Uh, 2019 was mm. the year where I, I wanted to... When I, you know, when I go up on stage, I just want to, to be on stage. Like to feel that I'm there. Not performing, but I'm there with yeah. the audience. I don't know how to explain right. it, la, but it's in the mindset. La. So before 2019, I was like on stage, perform there, go off. But yeah. uh, since last year, every time I go up on stage, I want to like... Just, just be there like a regular person and just do to make it more real. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you you are because you're a person, Gajin. And actually, when you perform on stage, that act is a communal act. You, it feels like you're alone on stage, but really, th- there's no show without an audience. You know, mm. and they're there for you if they, if if your face is on the poster. And once you finish uh, your set, they like you, and then afterwards you should go and you know you like them back in quote unquote. You know, so you can talk to them and like this is also how you you know if you're gonna get get robot about it. This is also how you uh, create a, you build your fan base. Yeah, yeah. You know, let, let them know what, what your Instagram <laughs> handle is and have them follow you. <laughs> Just be a person, man. I love you, but sometimes, man, it's very difficult to like. Have a have a chat because you're very like structure and very like Ugh. all right, uh, yeah. I know I know some of the listeners just going by the vibe of the conversation. You might think that this is going uh, wrong or weird because it's so different from the flow of the other episodes. But trust me, Gajan and I are very cool. It's just, <laughs> it's just we're not best friends in any capacity. That's all it is, and that's okay. I choose uh, even given the option, I wouldn't want to be a best friend, bro. Uh, exactly a good friend I, I a good friend that. will be nice yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i respect that <laughs> uh, okay so we're about to wrap up anything you want to ask me or anything any any anything you want to final thoughts uh, nothing much uh, i guess uh, you're right on the structured part and uh, another thing that i didn't mention just now was last year i also made the mm. uh, the move to actually talk to the audience after a show And I can tell you a lot of audio, a lot of comedians don't do this. I don't know uh, why. A I lot think, of stand-up comics, yeah, they're no, shy. No, because yeah. So because yeah. one thing, if if there's one thing our industry needs is marketing, man. And to just talk to the audience after the show, mm. I think there's a there's mm. a there's a stronger connection with the performer and the audience. And for sure, there's one thing that Prakash mm-hmm. is very good at. That's one credit I'll give him. And that's why, yeah, that's why he he doesn't use digital, uh, what do you call it, adverts to promote. But he'll talk to people, and people will come to his show. Yeah, because he has that human connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So last year I started. Uh, I told myself, you know, after I perform, yeah. when the audience are still there, I'll just go and talk to them. So you 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 say he has that human connection. You talk to you talk. You say that like you're an alien. He has the human connection. I want to be like a regular person. It's very hard for me to like picture myself hanging out with you outside of the work situation. Because man, our vibes are so different. But I'm glad you're around, and and your stuff is why I really love uh, watching other other comedians because our brains are so different. But you're still so funny on stage, and I love that about you, man. Oh, thanks, thanks, uh, uh Yeah, yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you want to check out more of Gajanad, go to Gajan.nad on the socials, Gajanad on Twitter, Gajanad on Facebook, on Instagram. He's really funny. Also, he has a podcast out called um, How You Started La, right? Yep, correct, yeah. Yeah, where he talks to his guests about how they started things. Um, it's really fun. Go check him out. And that should be the end of it unless you have some more things to say any any wrap up sentences you want to speak to the people of the the other humans uh nothing much man just want to say uh, thank you mus for having me on and uh thanks for talking to me about podcast podcasting like uh <laughs> was it oh. last year or what yeah and uh yeah, yeah, yeah even though i didn't buy it at that time but uh yeah but now my uh, <laughs> my eyes and ears started to open yeah <laughs> okay I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that okay thank you listeners uh, stay safe wash your hands uh, be good to each other and love each other bye bye